0: So another episode of Radio Liferay, uh, welcome, this time with me is Aaron Delaney, is that remotely correct pronunciated? That's as good as it's going to get, I don't even know how to pronounce my last name. Okay, fair game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, my favorite first question is, um, who are you, apart from your name, and what the hell are you doing here? So, I am obviously Aaron Delaney, and I
1: basically make things for Liferay. Um, User interfaces, uh, themes, designs, and so on. So,
0: all things visual? All things visual, yes. All, All things visual, and I also implement some of them. Does that mean you know how to work with Photoshop?
1: Yeah, Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign... Quark, Quark Express, um, Adobe PageMaker, <laughs> Adobe Preview. Okay, okay, what is it? The premiere. Premiere. That's the that's a, oh. that's a so most most graphical applications just not 3D. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, what well, question at the site, GIMP?
1: GIMP, yes. I also know how to use GIMP on oh, Linux. Nice. Uh-huh. Because I almost switched to an Ubuntu distribution called Ubuntu Studio. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, "Wow, this is all free. Might as well stop pirating things." This was before I worked for LifeRate, by the way. <laughs> just <laughs> the disclaimer, yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I thought to myself, "I don't have, a, I don't have the means to buy Photoshop. I have a pirated version. I have a, an official copy of InDesign, but I really just want to go legit with my my software." And I almost switched to Ubuntu Studio, <laughs> so I had to use GIMP.
0: Okay. Um, that's what you're working with. And can you give an example? What, what do you do daily? Is there some, some daily routine that you do, or is that different from day to day?
1: Yeah, it, it's when I it first started for, for LifeRay, um, I actually was a consultant. I, I worked, I was a consultant for LifeRay. I worked with other companies in order to implement their themes. Um, okay. And so, like, I I worked with Sesame Workshop and Cisco, uh, the Developer Center, and um, other companies, and it was really fun, and those had day-to-day routines because I was only working on a single project. I would just come in, look at some PSDs, see how best to implement them, like, markup-wise and CSS-wise, and whether or not we needed JavaScript, all those things, and... At the end of the day, it all came down to whether or not it worked in Internet Explorer, which is the strangest <laughs> thing so uh, so there's no six particular routine yeah huh Internet
0: Explorer six of course uh,
1: yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, both of those sites work in Internet Explorer mm-hmm. six um, but yeah. now I, I do something different now I work on user interface like the user interactions and stuff, so I, I design
0: most of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what are the time frames that we we're talking about? Like, when did you first get in contact with Liferay? And did you find Liferay? Did Liferay find you? Um, yeah. What was the first point of contact and reason for contact?
1: <laughs> How people get into Liferay is always a funny story. This is a running conversation amongst all of us here. That's why I like to ask that. <laughs> I was. I had just. Uh, I had just left my. Previous job, I worked for a plastic company um, setting up graphics on plastic bags. And when I left my job, the market crashed here in the United States. So this was late 2008. Mm -hmm. Oh, earlier 2008. Um, And one day I hung out with one of the people who worked here. His name is Jonathan Neal. A lot of people may know him. Um, I was hanging out with him at the beach, and we started talking about... The internet, the web, web two the future of it and these things and he he basically asked me, Hey, so you're looking for a job and you know all these things and I said, Yeah, yes? Why? And he said, Maybe maybe I'll bring you into work on Wednesday and we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> so we'll call it the bring your friend to work day. Mm-hmm. And I had just this is the first time I met John and John's Quite a little eccentric. So he brought me to work and he told uh, Nate and Brian and I think a few few other people about me. And he showed them my website and stuff. And so I came in that first day and Brian basically asked me, like, what do I know? And I said, all the things that I know. And he asked me, do I want to start at this? And he's like, are you doing anything today? And I said, no. (laughs) And he said, okay, well, go talk to Lewis. He'll get you set up with a laptop and today could be your first day. Mm-hmm. And I said, great. <laughs> Four days later, of course, I kind of wrecked the laptop because I fell off a bike. <laughs> but it's fine. I have a different one now. It's three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, funny stories there.
0: Yeah. So, it went, went way quicker with you than with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that took a while longer. Uh, okay, you design uh, user interfaces. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, and we have been at Photoshop, and we actually have worked together once. Uh, I don't know, it must have been a year ago yeah. for one client uh, project, designing a theme, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, that was part of that. Uh, but let's go into the. Uh, well, no, you obviously know how to design themes. Uh, what Mm-hmm. came out of that was quite nice um but do you have some some prescriptions for that like if i start to design a new theme tomorrow what what's your experience there like uh, is there something that typically people do wrong ah uh, yeah because i guess you get people uh, you get things thrown over the wall and yeah make a theme like this yeah. oh yeah so, what's the questions you ask then
1: so i i usually i would recommend for anyone who wants to start theming in LifeRay to um, try to just practice our best practices because th- that we wrote those best practices in order so that when you upgrade LifeRay versions, you actually won't have problems upgrading your theme as well um, because not not only are the changes in the back end, but there are also changes in the front end and we, we want to make sure that we've provided at least some documentation for that. <laughs> you know, we, actually theme documentation is actually pretty good. It's pretty decent. Alloy documentation, we're kind of we're still working on it, but theme documentation is pretty decent. Um I would recommend reading first um, our best practices. You can find that on our wiki. Um second thing is choose a text editor that works well for you. Next thing is uh, always think about Um, the separation between content and theme, whereas content is something that can change over time and shouldn't be totally united with a theme. Um, You you have to make sure to isolate those instances, Uh, whereas when you make themes, it's more global. And so, um, yeah, I I would really recommend for people to do that. That way they don't have over-bloated CSS files. I dealt with this one client that had um, like over 15,000 I mean not 15,000 wait yeah 15,000 lines of css and the I reason there yeah wow yeah because i reduced it down to 3,000 and then i had to oh i reduced it down to 3,000 i actually rewrote the whole thing
0: <laughs> that's a way of reduction yeah that's a way of reduction because i couldn't
1: there was too there were too many lines to even dissect and the the pattern that they used was that they would just copy and paste over um, CSS declar- declarations. So it was very difficult to go back all the way to the root cause of what whatever issue was happening. So I ended up rewriting the the CSS, ended up rewriting a bunch of the markup for the portlets. But that's, it's good because we actually redid all the portlets, well, most of them. And so we had an opportunity to do that, which made things faster because they didn't have all these nested tables. Okay. Anyway... It uh, was not the
0: transition to alloy phase, I guess. Uh,
1: no, actually, this is a, this is still five two. Oh, now they're okay. now they're switching over to alloy. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're switching over to six o, and their upgrade process has, from what I've heard, is that uh, it's going smooth, at least theme wise. I know because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the the guy who's working on it now he he emailed me and he asked me like, how would you recommend upgrading this? Oh, basic standard procedure. You know, create a new theme, paste your differences in and deploy. Mhm. Fix the bugs. That's it. I actually did a theme migration and it only took me a week. Um, and the first day it was already migrated. The next four days were just fixing bugs. And then the second week was little little tiny bugs that I wouldn't wouldn't have seen otherwise. So they just came back, I mean in two weeks it was done. Yeah. So um I would I would just say, yeah, reader-centered operating procedures, think of what's going to be part of the theme and what is going to be content and just try to separate those as much as possible and, yeah, just
0: have fun. <laughs> 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 okay. So we've got the practical part in there yeah. um, for, for theme designing. Um, the other side that you're working with, I don't know, maybe you trend transition... Uh, transitioned to that, um, uh, or or maybe you're still doing that, I don't know, do you still do themes, or are you transitioned to user interface uh, guidelines, um, and so on?
1: Yeah, so right now I mostly work with uh, the user interface and uh, our interaction patterns. Um, So actually, you, you may have seen some of the stuff that I've done, like if you download the, the newest 6.1 version well, once it gets released uh, the control panel is something that I actually worked on during um, the West Coast Symposium last year mm-hmm. so it was actually conceived at West Coast Symposium last year um, while I forget who was talking but somebody was talking and then, and then I just took that time to actually conjure up a quick mock-up of what I think it should be and I showed it to Nate Nate, and Nate goes that's actually quite good we should do this keep working on it so I kept working on it and then a few months later you know I finished the first iteration and I called it uh, control panel S S for Skittles because Brian Chung said you know what those colors remind me of? they remind me of Skittles Skittles is this candy that we have here and it comes in different colors and each color is a it's a different flavor. <laughs> so I, I named it Control Panelist. Um A few months after working on that theme uh, and implementing those changes, those huge changes, I told Nate, Nate, my eyes are starting to hurt because of the colors. <laughs> and so I, I presented to him four different versions of the, what the theme could look like. And so that's how we have the like our current... I think it's pretty nice looking control panel mm-hmm. theme, and it works out nice. There, there's a few hidden gems in there. Like you can collapse a sidebar, so you have more screen real estate to work with on the control panel. And when you hit escape, it actually leads you into a into that. Um, it's kind of like a search field, but what it does is it prunes out uh, only relevant search terms from within the sidebar. Bad one. Yep, um, I like that. Yeah, so you can actually use your arrow key. So you start typing, let's say, site, and then it'll give you site pages and other things that, uh, other menu items that have site in it. And you can use your arrow key to actually arrow down and go to where you need to go, which is great. But also, if you minimize a panel, uh, the sidebar, those panels, when you hover over them, the icons, mm-hmm. they actually become menus. So you never... If you know where everything is, you never really have to open the panels ever again.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. So like it's those are kind of hidden hit gems. So if you're listening to LifeRay Radio, Radio LifeRay, then you'll know. Yeah. Another thing is Document Library. That's there's too many things to talk about in there, but hope you guys like Document Library and the new iteration of LifeRay.
0: Yeah, that will be all new as far as I understand, at least the backend I know of, and mm-hmm. that typically involves a new front end as well, mm-hmm. and I'm curious to test it. Yeah. Um, it's actually one of the things that I know that are new, but I uh, never really actually looked at um, working with Trunk or the latest version, because I rarely work with Trunk. But, uh, well, when this will be out, um, there will be probably a beta release available, I don't know, at least some something for bug spot, So. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to fix those bugs. (laughs) (laughs) So, a shout-out for the listeners. If you want access to that early version, uh, register for Bug Squad and help us uh, squeeze those bugs. Yeah, that would be much appreciated, actually. Um, Yeah, good. Um, You're trying to condense all of that into kind of a consistent guide? um, Yeah, actually... um,
1: the document library was a first I- first trial iteration for us to unite a lot of our user interfaces. So the user interface that we're using for document library is more application-like, where it has two columns and you have context to where you are at all times. Um, and that's actually going into other different places. Like if you go into site pages, you navigate on the left-hand column and on the right-hand column it gives you context as to what you're looking at and same thing for tags configure uh, tags administration within control panel and also categories administration within control panel all those user interfaces are starting to become more united and that's the main goal um, that well one of the main goals that we have right now in uh, user user interface in Liferay um, so you uh, between Six one and future versions, you're going to see a much more rich experience, uh, user interface wise. Um, hopefully, better documentation and uh, guidelines for portlet developers, so that you can actually use Liferay and people can theme for your portlet without having to specially um, go into your portlet and figure out what your structure is. You you don't have to think. Of, you shouldn't have to think about that as the developer. You should just see. Um, you should just be able to develop your portlet, use the interface guidelines, and when you deploy your portlet, it should just look great. And so th- we're we're working on that, and uh, we're trying to figure out better ways of doing particular things. And it's it's great, it's refreshing, and we we really hope that we're actually helping you guys instead of.
0: <laughs> you, you mean even I would be able to to create beautiful portlets or well decent. Mm-hmm. Portlets.
1: Yes, exactly. Oh, like, I like that. <laughs> let's say for example you're you're trying to make a note a notepad portlet, right? And you need a WYSIWYG. So you you throw in a WYSIWYG tag taglib or whatever, and you throw it into a column and that column you just give it a class name and that class name will style everything according to, you know, spec. And so let's say somebody designs a theme and then they see that this attribute is there, and they start using the attribute, and they start styling for it. That your portlet will start inheriting those, inheriting those styles, and it will become united with the theme. So, in in that sense, uh, we're we're really trying to not just help Liferay internally have a more consistent user interface, but you as a as a portlet developer have a consistent user interface as whoever builds a theme. Um, I think it 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 just creates I hate to be redundant, but a better experience for everyone, right? <laughs> What's the time frame for that? Uh the time frame for that it's really I don't I don't we have we have a time frame for it, uh there's some things that got into six one and some things that might come a little a little later on and I'm not not quite sure when (laughs) so I can't I'm not quite sure when I have dates in my head but I don't want to say them because the fair game yeah it's just very Mm -hmm. yeah okay I was just not certain really those dates are conceptual but because we're dealing with other things too you know they they try to keep you busy
0: yeah I can't do the the standard like American disclaimer Um, can be changed at any time Oh, maybe you can do that, but it's just too fast for me.
1: It's, it is. It, it, could, it could come out on <laughs> the next release. And I'm telling you, that's going to come out on later today. Yeah. You know? But uh, okay. we'll
0: see. Okay. The format for that will mostly be code and, um, and uh, I don't know, something like best practice. Or will that actually be a user interface guide? Like follow this, read this, understand this, and follow the full guide. Or is that a chapter in, in mm-hmm. some other documentation? That, I, what kind of format is that?
1: I'm not quite sure of what format uh, we're going to write it in because it, it is dealing with visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm most likely going to have to include screenshot examples, um, but it's also going to include code because we, we want to make sure that they're using the right markup in order to reproduce these interfaces or even the right. Taglib structures in order to produce one of these things, and so um, I think it's going to be both. Uh, and hopefully, we are able to make videos on how to do specific things, or even guidelines on how to how to make an internal portal theme that looks nice internally, but also will unite with your outside theme. You know, because I know that a lot a lot of people that are listening are just developers and they're just trying to make something that works but something that works also is, could be something that looks nice and i think that's that's, a, that's that could be a great thing to do yeah typically that doesn't go well together <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's we we have, we have actually we have this one thing called uh it's called social equity and so yes. you enable social equity from within the control panel and we spit out this huge table Right, you enable social equity, yep. and but the thing is, when you enable social equity, it doesn't enable each of those things that can have social equity on. And I for, I forget somebody talked to me and asked me, can we do this better? Mm-hmm. So I spent uh, I don't know how long. It was it, it was probably like an hour or two, just trying to figure out what kind of pattern would be better. And I realized wait a second. If you enable one of them let's just say that you enable one property to have social equity enabled then just turn on social equity so you don't need that first first boolean checkbox right next thing is whenever you enable one you it'll show you like a single part of that table then you add users to that table right and that way you can actually set social equity um, values for each of those users and we In that pattern, we're we're basically trying to guide people um, on what what values they've actually set. And it's not overwhelming to look at. And plus, you can collapse each of those panels. That way, if you're only dealing with one, like, let's say, for example, you're setting social equity on blogs, you can only see the table for blogs. Um, And so um, I saw today that we might be working on that. Should I be talking about this stuff? I'm not sure, but... It's, it's It's going to be out there, hopefully soon.
0: So time frame is uh, six one, or chan- Is there a chance to get it in six one?: That part? Like no, no,
1: no, Because okay. today I just saw one of our project managers looking at the mock-ups that I made earlier this year. So this was six months ago,. So, <laughs> so what I'm talking about is something that I created six months ago that we're looking mm. at now. So, okay. But some of the things that I'm actually building have faster iterations. Because I'm actually able to implement it. Like the the control panel was pretty fast.
0: Yeah, uh, I like the new control panel, yeah. by the way.
1: Oh, me too. I'm so glad. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so we have we have two big bugs. Uh, I'm gonna deal with those today. We'll see. Okay, yeah.
0: so they will be out once the recording mm-hmm. is out. Once the podcast is out. Yes. Very good. So we don't mention them. Um. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's it in terms of the UI guide, um, next area that you're working in is um, the big area that Liferay is going to attack in the future and that's uh, mobile. Oh yes, yeah. Mo- mobile,
1: uh, I think it was Ed Chung that was speaking uh, yesterday or two days ago.
0: About the roadmap? Uh, about the road- yes, the roadmap, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it yesterday? That was Ed Chung, uh, that was at the WCS. Yeah, it was at the so, WCS. D- disclaimer for the listeners, we're recording this the day after WCS. Yeah, uh, disclaimer. I'm in LA and mm-hmm. uh, enjoy it here. And, uh, and things everywhere. can change. Yes. Actually, <laughs> even even Ed
1: Chung said things can change, so don't take a, don't take a full word about this. He did but. his
0: dis- disclaimer quite well. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, so, mobile. Uh, I, I was doing a bunch of research and some development on... On those things and we're we're trying to um, figure out the best way to create themes for mobile Mm -hmm. environments Um, and maybe this could be something that as a theme developer you can make um, your main website theme that scales into proportion and so on uh, to different device widths like the library website but also something uh, made specially For handheld mobile devices like iPhones or Android phones Mm -hmm. or Blackberries and so on, because those are different. Those are very different. It's not about. It's not just about the screen size, but the context of the application. Like let's say for example, calendar. A calendar in a ten twenty four by seven sixty eight resolution isn't gonna fit quite right or work as efficiently visually on a smaller screen and so what you want to do is you want to fragment those into smaller bits of information they can input Um, so we're we're looking we're looking at um, making theme, mobile theme development more efficient and more practical for developers Um, and that way you can maintain a consistent user interface Um, but also we're looking at mobile development in in portlets, how how are you going to present your portlet? We're going to get. We're. I think that we're also going to give guidelines as well on how to um, structure your your portlets so, so that it's. A, we know that it's um, mobile enabled and will display the 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 hand, like the mobile handheld version versus the larger screen versions, um, and we we want to make this seamless. Mm-hmm. that way the the front end user doesn't doesn 't know what 's going on they they just feel that everything 's quite right, and so the big illusion is this is very simple, but the truth is 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 that it can get quite complex, but we 're trying to make that transition for everyone um, more simpler.
0: yeah, let me visualize that for those who haven't yet seen it, even though it 's i don 't know a few few months old, mm-hmm. uh, which is the liferay dot com theme. Yes. Um, so uh, whoever hasn't seen it, uh, please go to liferay.com, uh, mm-hmm. open the like any page uh, in a full screen browser and uh, then take the browser, well not full screen but uh, quite a large browser and then take it and make it more narrow and more narrow and see what happens to the page and that's mm-hmm. basically I guess what you have been talking yes, exactly. about with the width and then mm-hmm. in addition you can have some device detection which actually means that you mm-hmm.
1: actually swap out the content. You yeah. actually swap it because um, the difference between a larger browser and, and high-end browsers is that they they interpret the pages slightly differently. But also is that they they don't have access access to the same kind of power mm-hmm. that um, computing power that that the larger uh, more official browsers have, right? So let's say something that has um a very complex markup on a regular screen it shows up quite quickly if you put on an iPhone it's it could get really slow yeah and actually that's what i found out in my in my in my research is that i was actually playing around with the portlet trying to make it fit into the iPhone screen and i finally got it to work in the iOS simulator and it was great it was it was working really fast and then i thought to myself hardware so I, I, I borrowed one of uh, my coworkers' iPhones and I checked it there and it it did not work so well. Okay. Yeah. It was very s- slow to scroll and so I realized, okay, if I eliminate this markup, so I did. I eliminated a bunch of markup that wasn't needed and it 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 worked just as fine as it did on on my computer, on the simulator. So, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, the simulator obviously has quite a lot more power. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not throttled, right? <laughs> no.
1: <of course> not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It Look, it's it's nice to run those things on simulators, but when it comes down to it, you have to I think those handheld devices. Maybe they'll maybe they'll get me a tablet <laughs> to test on.
0: Have you heard that?
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I have the iPad simulator and we have enough people who have iPads that I can borrow. So,
0: Okay. Yeah. Now you ruined it for yourself. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay.
0: It's your own fault now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, I mean, it's 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 all about how can we how can we make make it so that whatever whatever I see on the on a large computer is also going to be familiar on any other device, and. As intuitive as that sounds, it's 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 I'm realizing it's a strange concept to actually grasp and to develop toward. Um, but so far, so good. I mean, uh, proof of concept is yeah, LifeRay.com. That's running on LifeRay. The user interface works almost exactly the same as it does on on your handheld as it does on your regular browser and your computer. So you know, proof is in the pudding. It's it's right there. Right?
0: Yeah, that's about the list that I have. Uh, is there anything that you would like to add, uh, in particular? So yeah, yeah. Uh, I
1: wanted to. I want to engage with the community and ask them if if you guys have any any questions on theme development or uh, best practices or s- stuff like that. Uh, go into the forums and. Start a start a thread, because every now and again I actually jump on there when I have the time, and I try to answer things. I don't have many posts, but when, as long as you make your question concise enough, maybe I'll answer. Or try to send me a message through through lifefree.com, and maybe I'll try to draft something up for you and give you or guide all of you and say, you know, this is this is how we're we're gonna do it. Maybe. Should do it this way, so. But this is all bound to change, so <laughs> you never know. UI, you, UI is 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 the wild west right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know you, you never know what could come up next. Yeah.
0: So. Okay, so, then, I guess it's time to wrap up. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks. And uh yeah, see you next time when I'm around. Great. It was it's
1: great having you here in Los Angeles. I mean and I'll see you back in
0: like uh, this coming December. I guess December, yeah. <laughs> okay.